Welcome to Talk to Talk with your girl, Anita Love. I'm coming to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm good. My family good. Another day above ground. You already know. Excuse the noise. I'm doing nuggets and fries in my air fryer. I so love this air fryer. Um, people call it lazy cooking. I don't give a shit. I like it. Um, anyway, on the podcast today, on a, it, it's a very serious note. First of all, Joe Biden announced that Cam- uh, um, Kamala, because that's how she pronounced it, is his VP running mate. Yay! And there were lots of negativity on social media about who he picked with majority the black and brown community or the Democratic type of, you know, people. You know what's funny is at this point, no matter who is running his running mate, you still got to deal with someone that's very disrespectful, hateful, someone that lies, someone that spins the truth, someone that have done things and got away with it that most people would not have gotten away with. I'm just saying. So with that, we need support, 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 support. We need people to get out and vote. We need people to reiterate how important it is to vote. We need these very people that are sitting back saying that they will still vote for Kanye West because he's a celebrity friend. And I'm speaking in regards to the celebrities that have said that they, they don't give a shit. They're voting for Kanye, whatever. Vote for Kanye. Voting for Kanye is a vote for Trump. So that's you telling your black and brown community that's buying your music that you support Trump. That's basically what you're saying without you even saying it. That's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. With that being said, you are entitled to vote for whoever you choose to vote for. But when people say, make statements like that, and I see it, read it, hear it, until I'm told different, I'm not supporting you. Period. People got all this thing going on about Kanye mental illness. Kanye mental illness is a serious situation that I would never make light of. Never make light of. Because I'm someone that have dealt with and struggled with imbalance her own self. And I know how depression can get to you. One day you're high and the next day you're low and then the next day you're really low. So I understand it. And someone's dealing with Bipolar issues, I can only imagine what him and his family possibly could be going through. However, I do not chunk everything that Kanye West say, tweet, or post on Instagram is related to his mental illness or with the grief of losing his mother. I feel like Kanye does this to his black and brown community because he knows that his black and brown community people, family, want to support him. People love Kanye. Kanye is an amazing artist. People want to support him because of that. He's a great business person, like I said. You know, he's very talented. He's an amazing artist. So people love him and people have a lot of respect for him and people don't want to turn their back on him and close him off because of that respect that they have for him. Um, with that being said, I feel like he uses that to get away with disrespecting the black and brown community because the black and brown community is still trying not to turn their back on him. Am I wrong? Could be. That's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. With that being said, 
You vote for who you feel is the best for you. Now, just because you are Republican or you think that you're a Republican doesn't necessarily mean voting for Trump or voting for Kanye is going to benefit you. Because in regards to voting as a Republican, your money has to match (laughs) certain status quo to consider yourself a Republican. And that's okay with voting for someone like Trump. Because if you pay attention, the only people that has been benefiting from Anything that Trump has done is the people that has money. Now, yes, Trump passed a stimulus package to give people, you know, a stimulus check. Allow people to get an extra $600 for aid from unemployment. Yes, he did that. He, he did that. Um, but when you look at the bottom line of how all of this play out, it's still benefiting the rich people. The small business owners barely could get the, the SBA loan. And the loans that they did get, it barely covered anything that they need. So think about all of that when you're cheerleading what he has done. I'm just saying. Now, you have a right, again, to process, think, go along, vote, support whomever you choose to. But just think about it very wisely before you jump on the bandwagon and say, hey, I'm a Republican and I'm all in and I'm voting for Trump again. Uh, stop. Think about it. Then decide. I'm just saying, because your family and friends may not be in that same bracket as you. Just just, 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 just saying. Now, are we excited about Biden? Uh, no, we're not excited about Biden. Biden does have a, have a good resume, especially working side by side of former President Obama. Plenty of people don't respect former President Obama. Some being our own people, because a lot of our own people feel like he didn't do anything for us. And that's where it pisses me off at, because so many of the things that Obama did implement, push, and fight for, it was for (laughs) the poor, middle class, as well, and the black and brown community that would not have otherwise had it. I worked in the medical field the whole eight years of former President um, Barack's term. And so many of our patients were cancer patients. Had it not been for the health care plan that former President Obama pushed through, that the Republican made him cut, dissect, and change up in order for them to approve it, those people would not have had insurance coverage. They would not have been able to get the treatment that they were getting with that shitty health insurance that people keep talking about. People that were getting disability, that was getting food stamps assistance, Medicaid. If it wasn't for former President Obama, those situations would have been changed. So people have to be mindful of what they talk about and what they say and what they speak on and what they spread. Even when you talk about Section 8 homes, these people that got these homes through Section 8, these people that got these homes through the hood, you have to think about who we're fighting on the back end to keep this, these programs going. Because if they don't fight for you, they fall. You know what I mean? Look at Ben Carson. He's been trying to do away with helping the black and brown poor community for a long time. So think about things before you actually speak on it. Did he make miracles and have it where we don't have to pay for rent, not pay for electricity? Did he do that? No, he didn't do that. If he did that, that really would be like criminal in a sense. Like, because you can't, 
put a bill in to keep people from not paying bills just to not pay bills. I'm just saying, just a little thought, just just a little thought. Um, yeah, I mean, just think about those things. So just think about what you say before you actually speak it or have it rolled off your tongue. Um, even when we talk about the mental health issues, so many hospitals and programs were shut down because people would not approve the support from former President Obama. They would not back him. So when people keep saying things and talking about things, you got to be mindful of what you say. And you got to go and do your research, fact check it, not just repeat what you heard someone else say. Now, do I know everything? Do I know all the policies? Do I know everything that what former President Obama tried to fight for? No, I don't. But I can damn well guarantee you that everything that he did fight for to help with for the middle class and the poor and the black and brown community, Trump has made it his business through his whole four year term to undo it. He spent his whole term trying to undo what former President Obama had put into place. So you think about that before you start cheerleading. I'm just saying. Okay. And if we're going to really be honest, you know, like really be honest, you know what I mean? Most of these people that saying that former President Obama ain't do anything, what exactly did you want him to do exactly? And don't say something because he did do something. What is it exactly is that something that you wanted him to do? Just asking. Moving on. The mask, no mask. Gloves, no gloves. School, no school. Sports, no sports. Whatever decision that you feel you believe and you hold firm with, for whatever decisions you choose, you can't go over to the next person and minimize whatever decision that they're doing and try to rectify in your mind why something should be happening, why school should be going on, why sports should be allowed. Because people care about their lives. People care about their family lives. Deion Sanders, prime example, very disappointing when he tweeted what he tweeted in regards to football is going to go on regardless. We know that. We know that if these owners don't give a shit about these players, no matter how much money you're getting paid, we already know that you're not going to care if these players play or not play in a sense. Because you don't want to feel like you're getting nothing for your money. I understand that. It's a business and you're into making money in your business. I get it. But we're talking about the long-term effect of this COVID-19 that could play on people's health. We don't know how our body builds antibodies to fight against this virus. If we were to come in contact with someone that has the virus, again, will we be reinfected? We don't 100% know. The researchers don't 100% know. They don't know how our body, anybody's, once we've been infected, it's going to fight against us not catching it again or not being sick again in regards to that. We don't know if you get infected, how bad it's going to leave our body. Some people are left with long-term asthma problems, possibly. Heart issues, possibly. Hypertension. So you have to be mindful of what you're telling people to go along with. Now, People that have underlying health issues that play sports, 
they may not be out in the open about what their underlying health issues is. They may just be able to live with it and play football with these underlying health issues without before a COVID-19 detection. So you're telling these people that know that they have an underlying health issue that have been paying attention to research and see that majority of the black and brown community that have been affected and died from the coronavirus, COVID-19, have been due to underlying health issues to ignore that and continue to want to play. That's, I don't give a shit how much money I have or don't have. That's not something that I'm going to be running out to do. That's, I've said when this first came up, I don't know if I was still working hands-on right now in the medical field, in that, that field part, not behind the desk, if I will be able to be unselfish. I don't know if I could be that person because I have someone that has an immune disorder and I am fearful that I could bring something back and they would end up not being here. And I would not be able to live with myself if possibly I were to do that Although I'm fighting to save other people's lives. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could put everybody else before my family. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know if I could do that. With everything that's going on now, when it first happened. Now, because I feel I, I've learned a little bit more about it. And I have an idea of how much we have to protect ourselves and stay ahead of things. I feel like if... I was working now, I could handle it. And I know what all precautions to continue to take. But at the time when this first came and so many people were dying, I don't know if I would have been able to make that decision. Now, there was a 17-year-old child, I call her a child because you're still a juvenile, that was assaulted by women at Chili's where she worked at because she was trying to implement them wearing a mask. And they did not want to wear a mask. And this little girl had to have surgery because, I mean, stitches because they assaulted her. And I thought that was so disgusting. I thought that was a cowardly act. And I was thinking if that had been mine, I'd have been in jail because I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. And the fact that it was more than one, more than two adults that did that, I was so livid and so pissed. Now, why all these people are coming in Chili's, I have no idea because it scares me just the thought that I could be sitting in a room with someone that's possibly contagious, breathing in their air, even when you have a mask on. So I, I'm a little germaphobic when it comes to that on top of me being germaphobic already. Just saying. Um... So that bothered me on so many levels. And, and the fact that we can do this to people, like we can get mad with people because of what their policy is. Don't go. Don't go to Chili's. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Walgreens. Don't go to the Mall of Louisiana. Freestyle. No Victoria's Secret. They don't want you in there without a mask. Wear a mask. If you don't want to be uncomfortable for that brief moment of time that you're eating or you're shopping, don't go. It's their policy. And I know I'm yelling, but that's to the people in the back that can't hear. Yeah, those that's going to hear or not hear that people say you have to wear a mask. Those people, wear a mask or don't go. No one should have to fuss and argue with a customer 
about the policy of their company that they're implementing, allowing you to be able to eat at this establishment or shop at this establishment. Yes, we need your money. Yes, we want your money. But it's not my fault that there is something called a coronavirus, COVID-19, that's out here staring his ugly ass invisible head, killing people, infecting people, causing people sick with long-term issues to mess up this world. So people trying to live, but still get paid. You know what I mean? Just don't go or wear gloves. It's just that simple. It's almost like you want to have sex with a prostitute, but you don't know if she got AIDS or not, or he got AIDS or not, but you're going to pick them up anyway because you feel like you need to get a real itch from a real person. You're going to let them go inside you, or you're going to let them, you know, raw. No, what's some condoms? I mean, I think that's very gross and very disgusting. Maybe I shouldn't have said a prostitute. Just to say you met someone, you like them a lot. They like you. You don't know if they tested with for an STD anytime soon. They told you that they're clean. You don't really know. If you care about your body and you care about what you have inserting in and out of you, what are you going to do? You're going to wear some condoms. Are you not going to have that? It's just that simple. And if you are a woman that's decent or a man that's decent, you're going to say, you know what? No glove, no love. We ain't doing this. Let's go get tested and let's wear some gloves. Condoms gloves. <laughs> no, I'm not crazy. I'm just trying to make a point. I've had to debate with people about gloves or not gloves. They feel like it's very petty and ignorant. They had a problem with people not allowing children to go back to school. And in Louisiana, <laughs> you've had teachers and students overnight testing positive from the coronavirus since school been back in. So to think that you are excluded because it affects the brown and black community more harshly does not mean you're not going to get the virus if you are in a crowded school without wearing a mask, without washing your hands. I'm just saying, these are simple. These are simple precautions. Again, it may not keep you from getting a coronavirus. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, why not just try? Why not just be precautionary? Why not just be safe anyway? I'm just saying. <sighs> it's exhausting trying to tell someone to just care about enough about yourself to just be, be, be cautious or be considered towards other people that you're not possibly infected in bringing something back to them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. I promise you that is all that I'm saying. Okay? Okay. Now, the Black Lives Matter movement versus black on black violence. I'm never gonna have this argument, discussion, debate with anybody again. Not my own race and not another race. I'm just not gonna do it. Ain't happening. Why? What for? Cause you don't care. It ain't like you're listening anyway. 
You. Yep, you. Mm-hmm. You that's frowned up to your head like, oh, here she go. You. Not doing it anymore. Black Lives Matter is a movement about injustice, police brutality, inequality. That's what is surrounding. It's not about the black people that's in a black and brown community that does not want to abide by the law, that feels like they have the right to take another black or brown person's life and not give a shit. We're not talking about them. Now, those people, they end up committing black-on-black violence, killing their own, possibly straight bullets, possibly intention, intentionally killing their target. That's a different situation when it's on. But let's just be honest with it. The difference in most black and brown people's eyesight when you could eyesight when you compare Black Lives Matter to black on black violence. Black on black violence, if they're ever caught, huh? Okay, all right. If you're caught, you get a court date, you go to courts, hopefully you're convicted of the crime that you have committed, especially if it's on evidence of videos, you go to jail. So rather it's 5 to 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 to 40 to whatever, you pay for your crime. Now, when you talk about the Black Lives Matter movements of police brutality and, you know, black and brown people dying at the hands of police officers or whatever because of the color of their skin, you can have video footage right there. People try to justify where they should have been moving. Moving? You got four people on them. They're handcuffed. Moving where? Someone is being beat up by police officers begging for their life. They find a way to take off running. True, you shouldn't resist in the mindsets of the average Joe Blow. For some way, reason, rhyme, none of that makes sense. But anyway, that person is able to get a taser from the police. They point the taser at the police, so that meant that the police can open fire and kill this man. And while this man is on the ground, you can kick him in the head. You can kick him in the head because guess what? He pointed a taser at you that you as police officers have sought, sought, sought? No. You as police officers that have took the stand and have admitted that a taser is not a deadly weapon. So why would you kill this man? Because he pointed a taser at you that's not even considered a deadly weapon. Ah, yes. Bang! But it's justified. And even when you look at the tweets, you you look at the comments, you look at the different division of this country, there are so many people that agree with it until it's done to you, until it's close to home. I've had a family member die from a police officer killing them. And I never speak on that type of situation. And it's been recently. And they didn't convict this police officer for murder, for assault, any of that. They basically said he had just caused to fire a shot at someone that was running away from them that for stealing. And this family member that was, in my opinion, murdered, everybody knew him. He struggled with mental problems. He had a history of mental illness, but he wasn't dangerous. 
he wasn't a threat to people. And this particular police officer that killed him knew him, knew my family very, very well. And so people felt that it was personal that he did that. The fact that he got away with it makes it even more personal to me. With that being said, I would never sit here and condone murder. I, I'm never going to tell someone, yeah, you you know, well, they should catch me killing because I don't agree with that. That's not how I was raised. Regardless to me feeling like he basically got away with killing somebody that should still be here. So I'm, I'm, that's, that's, that's bothers me on so many levels. Um, but I will say this to take someone's life as a law enforcement officer and still feel that it was okay to where it doesn't bother you or hunt you. It's scary to me because as a law enforcement officer, you're not above the law, but foremost, you're human. And as a human that doesn't believe in just murdering a person, it should eat that person. It should bother them every day of their life that they possibly took someone's life because you felt that you had no other choice. But when you commit this type of crime and you're able to go back to your job, your regular job, as if it's nothing, and you can assault a person again, you can be an asshole to other people as if you never just took someone else's life, it's scary to me to think that you have so many officers that can easily pull a trigger and kill a person and not have any second thoughts about it. So if it's that easy for someone to commit that type of a crime, you might want to think about the people that's supposed to serve and protect us of how safe we really are. I'm just saying. Now, I know I went on and on about this situation with, with the police. And my point is, Stop comparing Black Lives Matter to Black-on-Black -black crime. And the very Black people that are sitting back saying that we don't have the same energy when it comes to Black-on-Black -black crime, speak for yourself and don't speak for everybody. Because I know plenty of Black people, Black and Brown people in these Black and Brown communities that are suffering and struggling and fighting and pushing the issue and expressing change and it takes more than just them to get this change. It takes the community as a whole to make this change. But when you got people in these communities that doesn't care about the crime and what they're doing, that is the problem. And that's in anybody's community. That's in the white community, Hispanic or black. And if we're going to be honest with each other, there are more deadly violence in the white community than it is in the black community. But people not looking at that number. But more so, you don't have white people crying of excess numbers that the police are killing them because they're white. Now, I'm gonna take a break because unfortunately my air fryer is freaking smoking. It's telling me to stop talking about this. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not going to take a break, you guys. I'm going to go and figure out why this air fryer is smoking. Because I just turned it on and I don't know what's going on. So, <laughs> thank you.
thank you guys for your attention, for your time, for your support, for your energy, for your love, for your questions. I appreciate you. It means a lot to me. You guys, wear your mask, wash your hands. And if your kids are going to school, make them wear a mask. Tell them, remind them to wash their hands, not be in crowded areas where other people are not wearing their masks. You know, it's the simple things that we can do our part in. That's all I'm saying. Support or not support Biden, that's completely your choice. But just know why you're not supporting and why you're choosing not to vote. And if you choose not to vote, choose to not complain. And if something were to come that could affect you because you didn't vote, it's too late to pose your opinion because you decided your opinion didn't matter when you decided not to vote. That's all I'm saying. Black Lives Matter, Black on Black Crime, both of them are situations and both of them are serious and both of them need to be fixed, changed. It's not a one or the other situation. Both of these have to be changed and worked on. But stop comparing the two to excuse one. It's disrespectful and it's wrong. And so many people are hollering about where all this money going to, to with Black Lives Matter. Google it. Do your research and you will find out where it's going. You have so many protesters that were in and out of jail that had to be burned out, that has to go to court. Who you think is helping to pay these people? So be mindful when you say these things and when you put rumors out there and you start speculating that these Black Lives movements are taking money. It's not fair, especially if you don't know. Now, if you know and you're familiar with it, then I think you need to advocate it, post it, put it out there that this organization or this particular organization is taking the money and not doing what they're supposed to do. I haven't ran across that, so I can't speak on that. Every situation in the, in, in the sense in which I donated my little bit of change, I received information on where it was going to. So I'm just saying, if you think you know or if you have an idea that somebody is, is taking people's money and not putting it to the Black Lives Matter movement in the right way, speak on it, put it out there. Now, I'm not saying spread rumors and lies on people. That's not true because that's not right. I'm saying stop it, the scamming, before it continues to prosper. And if you don't know and you want to know, Google it. It's, Google it's free. If you have internet, it's free. So you can Google and find out whatever it is that you need to know instead of spreading rumors and putting false narratives out there for people to think negative about this organization. That's my time, you guys. Remember to stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else's thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before. When they go, no, we go high like the former first lady. Let your family and friends know that you love them now because tomorrow ain't promised to anyone. Peace.